From the Heart, Part 1 From the Heart isn't your typical book of poetry. Included are stories behind what inspired each poem to be written. Exposed in feelings never shared before. I hope you enjoy taking a short walk back in time with me. If you've read my memoir, then you already know most of my story, and you'll recognize several poems from that time in my life. If you haven't read it yet, and I hope you'll read it soon, so you too will see the correlation in my poems here. Then I hope you'll read the other two books in the Bitter Memory series, as they wrap up unanswered questions from the memoir and put closure in a way that is pleasing to the author and her readers. For anyone who hasn't read the memoir, here's a little glimpse into a very small part of my life. To learn the full story, you'll just have to read the book. Kidnapped by my father when I was three years old, for the next six years I lived a life no child should have to endure. It was a life on the run, hungry, abused, and terrified. The FBI finally found me after Daddy dumped me off with his sister Molly and her husband. Two years later, a woman claiming to be my mother showed up on Molly's doorstep, and after a long talk with her, I still didn't know if she was actually my mother or not. But I wanted to return home with her. I wanted to get away from Aunt Molly's husband. Three days later, I did just that. We took the train from California to Texas to a home I didn't remember any more than I remembered this nice woman claiming to be my mother. All I remember about that train ride, besides it being a long-ass ride, is being hungry. Of course, we had no food, not even a snack for a little kid to munch on. But a nice lady sitting near us heard me saying how hungry I was, and she just happened to have a can of ripe olives in her bag. I guess she's felt sorry for me because she gave that can of olives to my mother. Now, I don't remember how we got the can open, but I do recall how tasty they were, and I devoured every last olive, all by myself. Yummy! When the train pulled into the station, Mama said her brother, my uncle, was meeting us. I didn't remember him either, but I scanned every face I could see standing on the platform, hoping to see a man who would spark a memory. You see, Daddy had brainwashed me many years back. He didn't allow me to talk about my mother, my home, my grandparents, or anything at all that would remind me of the life he'd taken me away from. He even told me my mother had died in a fire. You can imagine my uncertainty when this stranger showed up on Molly's porch, came into the house, into the kitchen, and proceeded to tell me who she was. Anyway, here we were, back in Texas, and not one man I saw from the train window looked familiar at all. Yet, he was there, 
a tall man in a dark suit, standing over six feet. He had a nice smile and a sparkle in his eyes for a few minutes until Mama introduced us. The look on his face broke my heart. He never imagined that I wouldn't remember him. I guess we'd had some good times when I was around two years old. I saw that same devastated look on my grandmother's face when we arrived at the house, and I didn't know who she was either. Being a trooper, she erased that look and smiled real big, saying, Well, I have something you will remember. She proceeded to amble over to the couch where she picked up a doll. Bringing it back to me, she said, You remember her, don't you, Sarah? Unfortunately, I had to tell her I didn't remember the doll or anything else. I felt as devastated as the look on her tired, wrinkled face. Tears flowed freely for several minutes, making me feel worse than I already did. But Grandad, who I also didn't recognize, came in to save the day. He'd been listening from the doorway of the bedroom. Coming into the living room, smiling and laughing, he wanted to do whatever he could to help me feel better. And it worked, a little bit. We all ended up in the kitchen, where Grandmother had a nice hot pie waiting for us. Moving ahead, six months later, my mother was dead, for real this time, and my life was torn apart again. The day we put her into the ground was another very sad time, added to all the other sad times in my life. But the worst feeling was knowing I hadn't had enough time to remember this nice lady who claimed to be my mother. I hadn't cried since being told she was dead. Going to bed that night, I had these words running through my head, and they wouldn't stop. Sitting up in bed, I turned on the light and wrote those words down, bringing you the first poem I ever wrote. Why, Mama? Mama, why did you go away? I wanted to be with you. I wanted to make you the hurt go away. He told me you were dead. Then one day you were there. You said you looked for me for six years. You said you wanted to take me home with you. So why did you go away? I never had a home. Then one day you were there. You said, let's go back to Texas. That is your home, you know. I remembered the red dress. I looked for holes burned through, but there were none to find. You were so pretty to me. Why, Mama, did you go away?